Welcome back, beautiful people of the podcasting universe and world. My name is Frankie Rodriguez, Dream Eagles Podcast, Christopher Langsdorf on deck, two out of three falls. Today we're talking Forbidden Door Deuce, Electric Bugalo. Uh, we're really just going to jump right into it. Uh, we're not going to go hard review positive negatives on this. We're just going to talk about some of the best things about this uh, pay-per-view. Honestly, we should be talking about three, but we're going to focus on two. Uh, I guess the honorable mention would be the the fatal four way for the international championship was great. was great, great matchup. Great. Just fantastic. 11 minutes of fun. Uh, you could argue any one of those four dudes could have won that belt at strap. Um, just means they would have to stay in the U S a bit longer. Two of them would, which was uh, Zach Sabre jr. And um, Chibata, which would have been great, but eh, who knows how new Japan feels about having their talent out in another company. Um, we know there's a history about it, but the main focus me and Chris are going to talk about is the fucking phenomenal, amazing <laughs> 20 star match. All the stars and slightly oh. controversial, actually, maybe to some of you out there. Uh, Omega B Osprey Tus Electro Bugalo. Man. What a match, Chris. What a what match. A match. What a match! I mean, we we didn't really, we didn't really get we let it marinate it overnight because it, it was late when you know because yeah this is how these yeah. fucking pay per views work. Tony can't <laughs> yeah. give us a fucking break. Um, we so we didn't get really enough time to talk about it, and as 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 I've let it sit and just think, it's like, what did we watch? What did we watch? And was it better than the first? There's arguments that it wasn't. I see it. I get it. Um, let's talk. What do you, what what was your takeaway from Osprey Omega be Osprey two? And spoiler alert, Osprey one. Is there going to be a third match? Probably. Well, they have to have to. Yeah, it, it was amazing. It was, you know, I mean, I said it on a on another episode that I think Kenny Omega is the greatest wrestler of all time. Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, yeah, this is like one of the best matches you'll ever see. I think. If you're a wrestling fan, this is it. This is like how we talked about how the bloodline is like yeah. the greatest wrestling storyline of all time. Mm-hmm. This is, is I mean, I, I'm sure everybody has like their top however many, you know, top 10 matches ever. Mm-hmm. But I feel like if you're a wrestling fan, this should probably be in your top five or 10. I mean, this, wow, this is an incredible yeah. match. And, and I think it's going to be interesting because like, if they do a third one mm-hmm. because the second one pulled certain continuity from the first match. Right. right. It'll be cool to see how they like wrap up uh, what hopefully is a trilogy. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I-, I think one of my appreciation for these two matches now, uh, but especially this one grew because uh, I've seen before, like, I guess the, my, you know, big, uh, one that I always come back to is Gargano and Champa, and there being injuries and like kind of throwing their rivalry off track. Mm-hmm. But because of the nature of wrestling, you never really know if you're going to get to finish whatever the, you know, original plan is for right. uh, however long they might plan out some of these feuds. And so sometimes you'll see a match and you'll be like, yeah, I feel like they kind of, you know, they left a little bit in the tank because they're probably going to do another one. Mm-hmm. But 
the the beauty of this match is like they really didn't leave anything in the tank. <laughs> like this was they left it all out there. Like if we get a third one, awesome. That would be great. Right. But at the same time, like I didn't end it. Like after the first match, I had the feeling of like, oh, they left. They could have cranked it into like a third gear, but they're saving it. And then after this one, I was like, yeah, that's um, that's all of it. That's one of the best matches I've ever seen. Uh, it was amazing. If you're, I mean, as a wrestling fan, I feel so spoiled. It, I felt so mm-hmm. lucky to live in the timeline to like be alive at the time yeah. when Kenny Omega and Will Ospreay were having their series of matches. It was amazing. I, yeah. You you were have had the uh, blessing of getting to see Will Ospreay live in person. I know. What was what was your reaction to this match? So my first reaction was like, okay, this is a good, it was okay match. At some points, it was like kind of boring because I knew what these guys are capable of, and I'm like, okay, they're just gonna go do like 30 minutes of good wrestling, safe wrestling, because. I mean, they don't really, ha- they don't have, they don't have to put their bodies on the line. They don't have to. They don't go- have to. <laughs> they, they don't really ha- don't. They don't. And they don't have to go that hard. This is, this isn't even like a big pay-per-view for like, it's, I'm not trying to like, like shit on it in any way. It's just like, you know, last year's was great and it was the first time they ever did it, but it's not like an original pay-per-view that they created when the p- company first started. It's not like all out, all in um, style. It's not. Yeah. Um, double or nothing it's not like one of their big pay-per-views but now it's it is like a like an exhibition i think when yeah. it when it was first like pitched is like yeah oh, exactly, like crossover. exactly yeah besides like some repercussions which was that um which you kind of didn't think he was gonna win but uh takahashi versus um uh moxley for the interim aew championship i mean there was also a chance that he could have won but yeah um you know yeah. but like you know, you're right. That's a good. That's a good way of phrasing. It. It's like it was like um, an exhibition match, and like same style here. It's like you guys don't need to go that hard, you know, especially for a title <laughs> that's not for a that doesn't belong to AEW, and may, you could argue should be defended in only New Japan, but you know they said no. This is a cross promotion. We're gonna go all in, pun intended, yeah. I guess, and <laughs> and they let their wrestlers do their job from each respectively on each side. Um, it's crazy, and if it wasn't for the history, I think Omega wouldn't be getting this. Omega wouldn't be allowed to be hurting Will and beating Will like he did the first time. If it wasn't for the history, you know, yeah. had, had he not like worked in New, J- New Japan for who knows how long and getting it into the eyes of of all us gringos over here, um, <laughs> so like it's just like it, it was incredible to see them take it up a notch and proving me like oh shit i'm way i was way wrong <laughs> this this is better in my honest opinion this was better than the first let's yeah, address I, let's, I let's quickly address let's quickly address the controversy which was the don Callis stuff yes it doesn't make sense it doesn't yeah. make sense um it's dumb. It's don't very dumb. if you're gonna it's like kind of like what, what's the saying if you don't book the uh the fin- don't don't book the match if you're not gonna do the finish or something. I forgot the saying. Um, you you always used to say it, and it was a big saying, especially during the rough, the pretty bad years of after good SmackDown and good Raw were. Yeah, uh, a couple years ago, they were just booking really bad 
matches and all bad finishes like prime example was the fiend and and seth rollins a dq match in a fucking hell in a cell what does that what so like this is not the equivalent of that by any means but you could have tweaked it he should have been thrown out right towards the end and when he's being thrown out arguing with the ref he tosses like the screwdriver behind him yeah and then ta-da there you go but like he made like I think it, it was a uh, Pete from Wrestle Talk. Uh, his live reaction was saying, "Yo, this this ref is looking like a complete buffoon," and in a way, that's true. Like I get refs, like yeah, they're never going to look great or good, and sometimes they're going to look stupid. But there is a certain level you have to hold them to. Yes, like oh yes, they're fragile as glass, but that's that's a story as old as time. Yeah, that's, that's a the, bit. That's like that's, that's part of the wrestling match. Yeah, you know, exactly. The ref takes a, a you breathe on him and he's knocked out. Exactly. Exactly. Um. But also, so is their word. You know, that is taking like a DQ. They say whatever, like the three count. Right, um, right. Unless like it's a GM coming out and overturning it. That's something that in in, 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 in just like in wrestling, I guess, lore and wrestling just rules. The referee's word is, you know, the sol- is solid. And you have to respect that authority because if it's not a DQ match, you get yourself DQ. That's it. And he should have been disqualified in a way. Yeah. You know, and especially if it's like, and th- this is the other thing, I guess people are kind of overlooking. I didn't hear that, uh, especially the rest of the talk boys didn't talk about this. This was a New Japan belt and it what there wasn't a New Japan ref. Very weird. Very, Very weird. weird. And we didn't know it. We might have missed it. Um. Maybe they said it, maybe not. I, I could be wrong. But for, 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 to my knowledge, they didn't even say yeah, this was under New Japan rules because AEW rules are pretty much yeah. the same because they do 20 counts instead of 10 counts. Um, and AEW and New Japan. So, and but apparently, uh, I didn't know this, uh, titles can change hand e- via DQ yeah. in New Japan. So, like, they didn't even, like, so, like, Don Cal is touching Will Ospreay. Is it DQ? He, he tried to trip Kenny Omega. Yeah, that's yeah, that's a DQ. I'm like, yeah, I, you know what? I want to take this a step farther. I don't think Don Callis should have been part of the match at all. I have no idea. Wow, why he was out there? Sure, because and more so because the screwdriver wasn't the finish. Exactly. Yeah. So like, it, it left me even more like it's already done. We saw this at WrestleMania. Solo Sokoa got ejected and then came mm-hmm. back in and ruined the end of the match. Mm-hmm. And Don Callis gets ejected and then just comes back, which I guess is fine. Yeah. But the screwdriver, I could almost almost justify it if that was the finish. But because it wasn't the finish, not only did it make me feel like, why is Don Callis even part of this match? He's an Mm -hmm. AEW, like it's an AEW like storyline. I'm like, what since when does he care about Will Ospreay? Like, what where did this even come from? But it was more that like the first match that these two had in Japan, it was like Kenny was just better. Like right. he was just better at everything than Will because he, he, you know, he's the OG Mr. New Japan. Like he, he just, when he's in Japan, Kenny is like, goes up, you know, his overall goes up to like a mm-hmm. hundred. <laughs> it's like, yeah, he just yeah. levels up. Yeah. And he won that match because he was just better than Will Ospreay on that day. They were very close, but he was just better. And mm-hmm. this match, I felt, was the same thing. It's like they were really evenly matched. It's part of what made the Danielson Okada match so good. It's part of what made this match so good. Mm-hmm. They're so evenly matched 
that I didn't think there's a difference between like a heel and like the chicken shit, like cheating heel uses a weapon yeah. behind somebody's yeah, yeah. back. Like I didn't think Will Will Osprey, I didn't think he needed to, yeah. you know, be getting tossed a weapon and like especially because it wasn't the finish. So it's like, mm-hmm. okay, so he doesn't need the weapon to win, I yeah. guess. Yeah. And he hit him with two finishers anyway. I was like, <laughs> uh, yeah, I get it. So like with yeah. that, you can, and there's obviously the argument and I'm on that side of the argument where it's like, at least it led to something like that made you, somebody out there makes their heart skip a beat. And yeah. for us, it was just, it made us pop like, Oh, it's yeah. not the finish. And which Dude. is, and you know what? I'm always okay with that. Cause that, that that happens like you you oh, yeah. you saw Johnny Gargano and, and and uh um Cole and like that's it it's over uh, I got that's baited it. like six times exactly. in the last five minutes of that match exactly um so like yeah, I it, I do so want to say good moments it creates good moments I do want to say the Don Callis stuff although it is very stupid it did mm-hmm. not affect my enjoyment of the match at all it was more just like a oh that's a kind of a dumb thing they're doing but it, we watch i'm used to wrestling doing dumb stuff like we yeah. watch a lot of wrestling wrestling can be dumb sometimes mm-hmm. the in-ring action was immaculate and I, right. I just i feel like we should take a moment to address some of the incredible spots in this match because it was such it was like 39 minutes there were some moments i mean i think the most iconic one at least to me is Kenny kicking out of the one winged angel at one? <laughs> you know that, that bothered some people, but what? Yeah, what? No, casuals. Casuals. <laughs> That's his finisher. Nobody kicks out of it except for him. Damn it. Yeah, I am. Um, also, I, I, this happened so early on in the match that I forgot until they like I was going back watching highlights. But the DDT onto the like side, the the steel steps were on their side, mm-hmm. and Kenny picks up Will. Yep. And DDTs him on the side of the steps. I was like, oh my God. Will taking Kenny's head and just smashing it into the announce table yeah. over and over. He, I, like, I don't know if Will knew, like, these aren't New Japan tables, man. His head isn't going to go through <laughs> that. Stop it. He's already dead. Oh, Almost man. Dead. Yeah. Uh, they, like, they're just, man, I, I, it almost feels spoiled. Mm-hmm. That these two exist in the same timeline. Yeah. It, it feels like it feels like we're getting an alternate timeline version of Kenny Omega that has graced us by falling into our timeline and they're wrestling each other. And mm-hmm. it's like not screwing up the continuity of the universe. Like I just, you know, sometimes as a wrestling fan, so I, I don't know how else to describe this other than this feels like if I was young enough to appreciate Michael Jordan playing basketball. Right. Like, I just see Kenny Omega have these matches and I'm just left astounded that he's not dead by now because of some of the fucking bumps that he takes, like like the one where the tiger driver where Will drops him on his neck. Oh. <sighs> uh, but, man. Yeah, it's crazy. I was watching the uh, media post coverage when I got mm-hmm. home, mm-hmm. and Will was pretty much out of character uh, doing the doing like the post post game press mm-hmm. conference, <laughs> and you could just hear how much he 
like loves and respects Kenny Omega. Yeah. But also just how much he loves wrestling and yeah. like doing these matches for the fans, but also because he's like dreamt of doing like wrestling some yeah. of these guys. Mm-hmm. And it just, man, it made me so appreciative of like mm-hmm. how many times, man, as kids and, and adults now, do we like throw out these random dream matches? Yeah. And we're like, oh man, don't tease me. This will never happen. Mm. Like we're getting it right now. Like Forbidden Door is giving us these dream <laughs> matches that we other I mean Danielson Okada talk about a match that I literally thought I would never see in my life. Yeah, because he was stuck in WWE or retired and never gonna yeah. come back. And then when he did, like, nah, no way he's leaving. He's gotta stay no. with WWE. Nope. Cause he made it happen. He wanted it and he was gonna get yeah. it. Like it was on I guess it became more of a reality once he left WWE. But the fact that we saw it last time, we actually saw and he won. He won. He fucking he won. Beat the golden boy. Oh, like I get it. It was like abrupt and like I and you there's definitely the argument like it was missing that third year year and it was getting right there and it ends. Yeah. And that's but for me that's okay because fucking Brian Danielson beat Okada. Tapped him out. Tapped him, beat him out. Made him tap out. Dude, it was insane. Like, yeah, that's the other thing. Like, this the technical wrestler. Man, oh man. The other technical wrestler tap. It was incredible. Yeah. I mean, from a from a technical wrestling standpoint, those are like two of the greatest of all time. Like they're they're on the short list. They're in the top ten. Uh I, I mean, I think that match probably does go an extra five minutes if Danielson's fucking arm isn't broken. I say 10, 10 or 15, I feel like. Yeah, because I know that they get kicked off, but I was thinking like, I don't know, maybe Tony would pay for an extra five minutes. He paid for that final countdown song, which he said was like like yeah. $100,000 or something. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that Okada-Danielson match. And like, it's kind of funny because a match like that following sort of following Omega and Osprey, those are two very different types of matches. Mm-hmm. And so like, it's almost testing the re- the wrestling fan of like, not like it's fine. Like everybody has t- certain types of matches that they do and don't like, Yeah, yeah. but like to be able to appreciate both of those matches when they're so different, mm-hmm. like I love Brian Danielson. He's not going to be like hitting V triggers and dive and doing like moonsault flips over the top rope and doing like 15 twists in the air like Will Ospreay does and then like hits up. He's just just not his kind of wrestling. That's not his style. So like I could see some people going into that match and be like, oh, this one's kind of boring. Like I'm just sitting there like we're sitting in the movie theater uh, watching it on the big screen. And I'm just sitting there next to you and I'm like, man, I just want them to go for like two hours. I could just watch them just like trade submission moves and i just da- brian danielson wrestling is just a treat to watch he's so yeah. he's just so he doesn't mess up he's so yeah. good yeah i'm gonna need to watch highlights uh after this hearing <laughs> i just need to watch again yeah i just from like a pure from like an actual wrestling standpoint mm-hmm. like not even sports entertainer like an actual wrestling standpoint Brian Danielson is, man, he's just on another level. He just exists in in like his own little universe. I, I think I'm always impressed by the fact that he really does not make mistakes. Yeah. And 
I, I mean, the broken forearm was like sucks. He, he said that that was on him for not having his arm in the right spot mm-hmm. um, to take that elbow from the top from Okada. But yeah, um, that we didn't even know. I thought he was just yeah. selling. Yeah, <laughs> he was just selling us. And the fact that he was able to beat him with a broken forearm is even more impressive. Like, and if, oh, God, yeah. <laughs> just more, and, and to just out. like not he he because he's so good. The guy has an actual broken forearm. Yeah, and we're just like, oh man, what a hell of a sell job by, by Danielson here. <laughs> he's he's really, I mean, he's only doing like one arm submissions. He's mm-hmm. like changing his label lock because he can't. Yeah. I'm like, wow, this guy's really selling the arm. <laughs> like, I mean, and I think he even said like, yeah, I uh, I just didn't want to stop the match, so I just kept going. And like, if I had a broken forearm, I think I would be unconscious in pain yeah yeah <laughs> uh <sighs> we're spoiled man I, we are like, watching those matches i was just like what are we doing this is th- we should be paying 10 times as much money like this is mm-hmm. insane that yeah yeah but another big thing that i think we, i just i personally want to just leave out there is that we saw this in the movie theater which is a great idea they should do that more uh, AMC, Dude, if you're out yeah. there, you lied to us. You, you put it yeah. on the AMC app. What the hell, sponsor us? About? Uh, <laughs> um, so, like, we we <laughs> to watch Kenny Omega and Will Osprey on a giant movie screen with barely anyone there besides actual wrestling fans. Yeah, which, it was great. And watching Okada versus Brian Dance, like the t- last 15 years of wrestling, <laughs> amazing, great, fantastic just fan service wrestling from one side of the world and the other side of the world in the same ring. Ugh. Yeah. It's going to be hard to not watch all future pay-per-views in that format. Yeah. Like that yeah. really, as I'm sitting there, I'm like, well, this is spoiling me. Like I'm ruined. I'm ruined now. Next time I have to watch a show on a TV, I'm going to be so sad. Yeah. This was, yeah. I, I mean, and that was we were just trying it out. We didn't know if it was going to be like, you know, good quality sound or, you know, how it was going to yeah. work. Uh, but Regal knocked it out of the park, man. I mean, it yeah. was uh, it was pretty much perfect. And to, to boy, to experience those matches on a fucking movie screen. Like mm-hmm. what? That was so cool. It made me so appreciative of, of Tony Khan. Like, yeah, because part of the reason we got you know, those matches that, you know, Tony's like out there fighting for those because he wants to see them. Yeah. Like he's he's just the same as us where he's just like picking names and he's like, oh, man, I would love to see this guy fight this guy. Yeah. And he just calls yeah. up New Japan. He's like, hey, what do you think about Okada? Um, I also wanted to say I kind of have to give New Japan credit for this because even though I don't follow them very closely, they have they seem to have a very consistent golden boy rule. Mm-hmm. where it's like one at a time it's like they pick their guy yep and it's like okada or it's osprey or it's omega and right now it seems like it's sonata and and, and if they like him enough then they'll just never let him lose ever to mm-hmm. anybody mm-hmm. but uh if you're not that person you're up for grabs like you can lose you can get tapped out you can get pinned like you can have your title taken away like Will Ospreay did in Japan. 
Yeah. I mean, granted, that was Kenny Omega, and I think they still have a pretty big heart on for Kenny Omega at New right. Japan. But still, like, I think if you're not the golden boy, New Japan seemingly, especially it shows in their own country or in America, mm-hmm. uh, they're okay having their guys lose, which we for a long time have, have said, like, well, WWE would their egos way too fucking big to ever let any of their guys get pinned by someone from another company. So they would never agree yeah. to do the show. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's really cool that new Japan is like, look, don't pin our champion, but anyone else, you do whatever you want. <laughs> like, right. We don't care, which is great because it, it helps the, I mean, there's still like kind of shitty politics about some of the stuff that goes on with forbidden door and certain people not being allowed to appear. But mm-hmm. for the most part, it helps that, they're not big like giant assholes about uh somebody losing a, a wrestling match mm-hmm. which is great because as fans it's like we don't have to sit here and go oh danielson okada double count out because neither company's gonna want their guy to lose it's like no the other you know new japan's guy lost pretty definitively and uh it was awesome yeah was fantastic and i really really i I, i'll be looking forward to it every year now like it's something that needs to happen every year i hope they stick with it i hope the working relationship is forever because this is all like this is a big risk like if they ever fall out with each other that pay-per-view's cooked it's done my opinion yeah probably yeah um any anything we missed you think or want to add um I, just... I really I'm I'm excited for the future of this pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. I would love to see more people allowed to appear on it because mm-hmm. there are just a lot of dream. I think it's also good like that an exhibition style pay-per-view like this exists. Like a a, a pay-per-view that can be used to like further certain stories but these are also stories that are like mm-hmm. these guys are not going to face each other again for like three to six months in a lot of cases if it is a storyline so it's not like direct storylines like mjf and uh uh who is it um tanahashi mm-hmm. are not gonna face each other like ever, probably ever again honestly yeah <laughs> so like it, it doesn't really matter who who wins or loses i mean that was for the AEW titles obviously mjf has to win but it does like it doesn't actually like affect much mm-hmm. um i would i would like to see maybe you know them figure something out with triple a and uh, cmll so that more people can be on the show because i remember last year that was like a big issue yeah like um new japan has a working relationship with cml so they wouldn't let their guys job out quote unquote to yeah. um triple a guys cool. or they won't they won't even let them face them yeah that was the really frustrating thing and it seemed like a lot of people didn't like behind the scenes didn't know that and then certain all of a sudden it was like oh andrade can't be on the show mm-hmm. uh, which was a bummer to me because uh, but you know, there's man, there's so many dream matches left. I mean, guys that weren't even on mm-hmm. on this card, um, specifically Malachi Black, Adam Cole, who was going to be on it, but then like you know was taken off. Yeah. Um, but there are just there's like so many more dream matches we could see, and it's just awesome that uh, 
that this exists because it makes it makes it all possible because you have an exhibition pay-per-view you don't need storylines and like some of the matches work well because they do have storylines mm-hmm. but then you can also just put Danielson and Okada and it's like there is not really a storyline there but I don't give a shit because mm-hmm. I've also wanted to see that match like since I learned who Okada was uh, <laughs> Daniel Bryan came out of retirement I was like well yeah be nice if we got it someday and we actually got it we got yeah. it for sure we got that we got we got a lot and we yeah. like you said like you said at the beginning we're very spoiled and man just god bless god bless yeah thank you tony for thank you for blessing us with uh with these matches it was a good show overall but let's be real he could have just booked those two matches and like eight jobber matches and mm. i would have been totally happy like i just want i got everything i wanted those matches were as good as i ever could have hoped for uh which is not easy because the hype was so so high the fact that those matches at least in my opinion lived up to what i was hoping for that's pretty awesome Rewatching the matches in the background i'm trying to find it because i wanted <laughs> to point something out but that's okay <laughs> I'm just, I'm very spoiled and it is getting late. Yeah. So I shouldn't stay up watching that because I got back home pretty late last night. But it was all worth it because Tony blessed us. Let's just, let's, let's hope they keep, keep it up. Um, you know, the, there is one looming darkness over cloud, in my opinion, still over AW, but that could be fixed with a few matches. And that has since happened already. So let's leave it on a positive thing. Brian Danielson wins was fantastic and osprey versus omega the right guy won even though maybe we wanted omega to win especially after kicking out at one and just going he just like he held on just a bit just a bit both of their bodies were red like in 2k where your body's just fully red and just like (laughs) it's not even red it's dark red yeah (laughs) where you're gonna be like injured for the next match that you uh you put on universe mode yeah it was dark red it was past any shade of red (laughs) and kenny did his damage to win but will just had just a bit enough i guess not dark red (laughs) to get the one two three i will say really quickly yeah yeah because I am spoiled and I oh, want to ask for it all. Oh God. I would I I would take these two matches uh-huh. just because I'm just because I'm greedy. Uh-huh. Flip the matchups. Uh-huh. Give me Osprey versus Danielson. Mm. And give me Okada Omega one last time. One last Kenny, time. Kenny doesn't have many of these matches left, man. He doesn't wow. have many left. We all know it. But yeah. Oh, just one more time. I, oh yeah. One think, more time. You know, you know it, they're one at peace. Because they think they, they have a draw. I think so, right? Yeah, they're one. They oh. each have one, and then there's the there was like oh. the sixty minute draw. Yeah, you might have hit something. Time, you might have. You might. You might be allowed to something there. You take the two winners. Take the two winners and the two losers. Pair them up. Money. Nah. Osprey versus Danielson. Are you kidding me? Oh, my I mean, God. Osprey should be in the G one, especially after this. They should New Japan should reward him after that fucking match. Yeah, I think and so. win. He should win. That's my guy to win yeah. the G one. I'm calling it now. If it was and if Danison was healthy, I don't know what the chances were that he wanted. To, I excuse me. He want. I know he wanted to do the G one. I just yeah. don't know if they would have let him. Mm. It was. I would say fifty fifty. I wouldn't say it, it was never going to be zero. 
chance, wow. but only if he was healthy. And unfortunately, he didn't come out the match healthy, which is okay. Yeah, it is what it is. But as long as he gets healthy and he stays healthy, hopefully, let's let's hope for the person gods. We'll get one more, maybe two more Okada matches out of him. Oh one God. more for sure. One yeah. more for sure. Yeah. So, everybody out there, keep praying to the wrestling gods and uh, just think positive thoughts because wrestling is uh, back. It's back, baby. The summer of good wrestling's back. I'm oh, not going to say the summer of anything else <laughs> other than the summer of good fucking wrestling. And we'll leave it at that. Good night. Thank you so much for listening, ladies and gentlemen. Boys and girls, days and dems, happy Pride Month, happy Wrestling Month, happy Wrestling Summer. We'll catch you on the next one. Peace.